God of the universe, maker of the stars, who am I? everyone will welcome back after a one week hiatus uh, to life on purpose we are on episode number 39 and we are very excited to be back but let me tell you we needed we needed that week off so <laughs> all of you out there i know that you were wailing and gnashing of teeth mm-hmm. that you missed a week <laughs> but let me just tell you we really needed it so oh man <laughs> and we Let's needed see. it because we just got back, uh, I guess it was over a week ago now, uh, yeah. from Revive, and and wow, um, wow, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the you, word. That is the word. Yeah, even if you say it backwards, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> goodness, right off the bat. Okay. Here we go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and as an announcement, we have. Uh, something I'm not really impressed with Instagram guys, just to be really, uh, you know, dirt level honest here. I don't see the purpose of it, but, uh, even though I don't see a purpose of it, we have an Instagram account. It is life on purpose 2911, which is the address of Jeremiah 2911, our favorite verse. So if you want to go and follow life on purpose, you can life on purpose 2911, and uh, that was introduced at Revive. So let's go around here and what was wasn't your... there some? Uh, if, huh? Wasn't there some takes from uh, from the sessions we had there at Revive also on our Instagram account? Yeah, yeah, I put I a couple so. of them on there. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. You guys want to if you guys uh, want to see just a, a very taste, high tech, yeah. a yeah. taste of what it was. Give go give that check out. And imagine after you hear what we have to say, you'll want to go check it out. Because yeah, wow, it was more like a sniff. It was more like a sniff of what it was. It wasn't even quite a taste. Yeah, it, it wasn't how, even a taste. How dramatic it was. Yeah, it, it was I was going to say, yeah, it was our entire scratch and sniff things. <laughs> our entire production team consisted of Barry Phillips with a cell phone, right? <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> actually, that was my cell phone. So. Oh, okay, I got you. Oh, sorry. It was Barry Phillips with Mike's cell phone, or or Mike and with Mike's cell phone one. Yeah. Mike with Mike's um, cell phone. Yeah. yeah. And I was also told to tell the people who are listening to do whatever it is you have to do to whatever buttons you push or click in the comments and whatever you are, because that definitely helps push our program out. Yes. Um, or so I'm told by the, the algorithm people. So definitely mm-hmm. do that if you're enjoying the show. And I was actually really encouraged um to meet so many of the people who are listening to the show that you know we're just kind of here doing our thing and we hear from someone every once in a while but i mean i'm walking around and i'm hearing this person quote something that one of us said and that person quote something and this person that i'm just it was really really cool so um it was great to meet a lot of you uh who listen to the show and thank you for your support um and prayer and just just listening it's, it's really cool to have put some faces to this little dot right here yeah yeah it really is it really is for sure well you know daniel i think it was no it was barry phillips i actually called and i said um so i actually got in around the golf of course uh you know that's that's why i used to <laughs> to clear my head and uh actually well once in a while you know if i aggravated at somebody else maybe you know think about them as i hit the ball 
(laughs) (laughs) But so I I called Barry and I said, Barry, how do you describe to somebody that has no biblical, uh, spiritual view in their life, what happened at Revive? And he Mm -hmm. said, well, kind of the same way as you do with anybody else. You really can't. Is, Is that, do you guys relate to that? Most definitely. Um, <laughs> that applies actually to, to many facets of what we do, it seems, whether it you know is worship or ministry. Um, I think the only way I can put it that would be something that um, those who are believers would understand is there was a number of youth that were there and received Messiah into their lives for the first time. Mm -hmm. Um, and if I'm sure there are people listening who can share and rejoice in that experience, Mm -hmm. um, because like, uh, Mike often says it's life defining, a life defining Mm -hmm. moment. Um, and that was just a taste of, of everything that was going on as, as I guess the cap, some captives were set free, uh, Mm -hmm. from, you know, be it one burden or another, Mm -hmm. um, Beyond mm-hmm. that, it's very it's a very difficult thing to describe. Mm-hmm. It, it's almost like, you know, I'm hesitant to use this example, but it's the first one that came to my mind, so I'm going for it. It's like, think of like your favorite scene from the best movie that you've ever seen. And it's just so, it's they do it so well and it's so touching and it moves you. But you try to describe that scene to someone else. And sometimes you can do a fairly decent job. But in the end, they're only getting one one aspect of what the whole scene was. Like that scene that you're trying to describe, for one, it had a buildup. It may have had a buildup of the entire movie. And then there's facial expressions and there's bone intonation, uh, voice intonations and uh, all these kind of things and the background music. And you just can't take all of those facets and describe it to someone. You can only do the best you can. And so imagine that kind of thing multiplied by God. And that's, that's what it's like trying to describe those moments. There's just so much, so much that goes into it. It's nearly impossible. It is impossible. Yeah, it it really is. But, you know, doing the best you can, uh, let's give it over to the Energizer Bunny. (laughs) Well, the energy. Uh, By by the way, Mr. Covert, uh, I was, I was told by you, oh, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. And the, you know, (laughs) there was a report that uh, you, you didn't make it. You didn't make it. So I think I, I can't remember which day it was because it all feels like a blur now. Yeah, I'm talking about all of them. Yeah, <laughs> that, that. It was uh, many, many nights were up till three, four in the morning. It was an amazing experience. Whoever's listening that was there, I absolutely love talking to each and every one of you. It was amazing. Uh, there was tons of times we had got to have talk conversations. Again, if you weren't there, it's hard. It's like a, like you're talking about a movie quote there daniel to me it's like telling a joke you'll hear a joke for the first time and depending on your crowd you try to talk explain that you try to tell the joke and it just doesn't land it's the same kind of thing there's just unless you're there in the midst of it all then you understand Mm -hmm. the energy that was going on and again said i absolutely love what the energy was and that was amazing Mm -hmm. first the first day energy in that room was unbelievable it was like what i think we came from prayer to just getting, making sure our heads were in the right space and where we had to be at. 
And then we just went in there and went, oh my gosh, what is going to happen? This is going to be crazy. But before Revive even started, it was already, the energy was already moving in that direction. And mm -hmm. it was just staying up late talking with, with individuals and others would chime in and they would leave. It would just be just this constant thing, the whole Revive. And I think I finally got some sort of sleep <laughs> figured out from all that. My whole sleep schedule was just a mess. I didn't care because it was like I had to be a part of every moment I could possibly yeah. be a part of. So that's the most justifiable place to have FOMO. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Of like not wanting exactly that that idea of like not wanting to miss out was super like important there. I remember seeing all y'all were talking to people. It was just it's like I was like, oh man, I want to jump in and see what they're talking about. Like, what are they getting into? And oh, are we seeing that you're seeing people crying and you're seeing people joyful and you're just seeing all that the whole time? And it was just like, mm -hmm. wow, it really does explain the experience of in in this age of our right now. You're listening to us probably on YouTube or you're listening to one of our uh, wonderful providers for our podcast, and that's great and everything. But man. If you get the opportunity to meet face to face with people, mm -hmm. actually sharing your testimony face to face, because we had some people there that never given their testimony in front of that group before. And as short as it was, it was so powerful. Wow. <laughs> it was mm -hmm. so powerful. And just to see how the room would shift. And if you didn't, we've been talking about worship, we've been talking about the spirit. Revive was for me at least was if you didn't know or feel those things, it was a crash course in it. <laughs> you were gonna feel it no matter what. Yeah, it was gonna be felt. So I think that's how I would uh, yeah. describe it is being there, you would know it. You knew that it was there. And trying mm -hmm. to relate that is gonna be very tough. Mm -hmm. But believe all of us well, saying uh, it was there. And I think that um I don't think we're supposed to be able to relay the full experience to someone because no. if we can take every experience that we have and like just kind of pack, package it all in what it is and hand it to someone, then they're not going to need to go see it for themselves. We're only supposed mm -hmm. to be able to relay a taste to inspire desire so that they can go and experience the same things. Because right. if you have a desire for something like that, God will give it to you, period. End of story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Agreed. You know... I have to, um, I, I got, I got to back up and say a couple things here. First of all, mm -hmm. when we're talking about revive, um, we're talking specifically about what happened with a specific group of people. Uh, I don't think that any of us have a clue what happened outside of our room. Um, I spent a little bit of time going into the main sessions, but every time I did, uh, I was, you know, I would see one of the young adults and they'd be, could I talk to you? And here we go back out, you know, going somewhere else. So I have no idea. I heard it was good and, and that's great. That's amazing. <laughs> but when we're talking about what happened, we're talking about what happened in a specific room in mm -hmm. Revive with a group of young adults between the ages of about 19 and, and 30 something. Uh, yeah, which really means maybe like sixteen to yeah. you know almost forty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we you we know, had those, some those that, numbers uh, were hardcore kind of, fudged. Yeah, kind of edged it a little bit, but uh, <laughs> I personally was so honored to have been a part of this, mm -hmm. and um, from the start, you know, we we got together for prayer, 
we brought in uh, the rest of our team, uh, Leyland, Laura, Metzing, uh, you know, Barry and Laura Phillips came in at, at, uh, along the way, especially for that last session. Um, but you know, what was so amazing is we had probably in the first session, I'm thinking we had about 150 young adults mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't see hardly anyone. I, I, I might've glanced and seen one or two people on a cell phone occasionally, there was no one talking. There was no, yeah. no one distracting. I mean, they came in, you, you're talking about energy. I would use the word expectation. Mm -hmm. There was an expectation in the room to meet with God. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's true. He didn't let us down. Did he? No, he didn't. No. And it, it really struck me that first session because as soon as you started talking, like it was, it was silent. And, you know, because with so many of those things, it doesn't matter who it is. There's always that like, oh, you're getting settled. You're starting to listen to someone. You're finishing up your little conversations that you're having in your micro groups. And, but there was none of that. I mean, it was just it, the expectation is, is the correct word because it, it was. And I think that, I think my favorite Okay, I, I, there's no way I can use the word favorite. <laughs> One of my favorite aspects of what we did is that when we sat down to pray before we went in there, you know, Dad, you were saying, let's not try to build this thing up. We go in there this first session and we give everything we have and we just know that God's going to build on it. Um, because we have this perception as humans, like you have to have this kind of proper order. You got to get people warmed up to things and start to introduce things. And then you come in with the, the uppercut that, you know, lands everyone on the floor. Um, but that's just not how God works. He's, he's so capable of doing anything he wants to. And so, you know, you just introduced that idea and we were all on board of let's give everything we have just knowing that God is going to build it upon each day. Mm -hmm. Um, and we did, I mean, you know, I don't remember which one of you said it at the end of Provide, but it was like, if anybody asked us for anything more, there would have been nothing else. Well, there was nothing else we could give. No, nothing. No. To chime in there, I can't, I think that there was, I'm, I'm, I think we were all authentic going into it. And we're not just telling what we're preaching on this thing, guys. We're not just telling what we think you should do in your spiritual walk. No, we were walking that out. Like Dan was just mentioning, when you get into ministry the first time, you it's habit to want to develop a formula to just doing things because you start to realize how things can work. But then when you, and I think God allows that to happen so that you get comfortable with understanding how to know, and that comfort can be dangerous if you stay there. But if you decide to get uncomfortable and go, you know what, why don't we do something crazy, <laughs> crazy in the sense of, but yeah, I haven't taught about a topic in this long. I'm picking on Mike here. I haven't taught about this topic in forever. And I just feel spirit saying, this is the topic to talk about today. And that's what was like every day. It was the evening. We'd be like, we do an after action rep report and going, well, we'll see each other tomorrow. Just, and we would be off talking to people. But every time we had a thought what we would want to do the next day, after the little sleep we got, then we would come back and go, guess what? Throw it all out. Throw it all out. I can't tell you how many times we would look through music sheets and be like, 
nope. <laughs> they'll be like, nope, we're not doing that today. We're doing this. And then right in the middle of the set in the room, it was like they, they took over again. They took over and started singing something. It was like, let's go. Yeah. Let's just keep this going. I, I just, I want, I want Ryan to, to tell kind of the progression of how we decided to play Good Good Father. Oh, yeah, this was great. Uh, so we we had gone in a separate room to sort of meet and just kind of discuss and go over some songs and so forth. And um, for those of you who have uh, not gotten the opportunity of worshiping with Daniel yet, uh, you don't know that he, he carries around a book of songs that is an incredible compilation of wonderful songs. Um, so you have kind of a, a choice of things to to look through, you know, it's quite the selection. And so I'm, I'm sort of thumbing through this book of songs and Dave is sitting behind me kind of looking over my shoulder. It's <clears throat> eavesdropping. Yeah, I exactly. And as I flip to good, good father, which for, uh, let me back up for a moment. Some of you on this show have had, have heard me poke fun at this song because it, it, it really is in some formats it's the quintessential Christian song of you take four pins together, write one line, and the you know the four pins will write it four times because you just repeat the same line over and over again. Um, however, that song has it certainly has its place, and it certainly has a, a deep and heartfelt message within it, um, and a lot of truth in it. So I get to this song, and I, I can just I, I hear Dave like Dave's like. Mm. Mm. he didn't say anything i just heard me mm. and i was like dave i hear you like you know <laughs> and I, yeah. something just I, I turned away from it to dismiss it and then i came back i, I had to turn back to it and i heard dave mm, again you know and so i was like, all right so you know i i pulled it, it is, and yeah daniel's like yeah, yeah i think that's something we should do and let me tell you when we got into the good father in the room with the young adults. Oh my goodness. Uh, you definitely yeah. felt the spirit fill the room as soon as that song hit. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, I am humbled in many ways. Mm -hmm. Let me put it that way. Yeah. It's, it's just so funny. It was so funny because, you know, I have the same feelings about the song. It's not one I play very often, but again, it, it has a very particular place and, and so, like, as soon as I, like, saw what you guys were looking at, I was like, oh, I know exactly what just happened with that little exchange between you guys. <laughs> but it's, it's why we got to stay open, because, you know, he knows. He knows which ones. Yeah, it, it happens so many times. I, you know, one of our, uh, kind of our theme songs for, uh, has been together, not just uh, Revive, specifically Revive, but anytime we're together is Gratitude. And um, yes. it was like, we're coming to the end of, uh, well, we're on, we're in Sunday and, and it's just the, the spirit of God is moving in the midst of that. And, um, I looked over at Daniel and I started to walk over toward him and say, let's do gratitude. And, and about that time he had turned to it, but, um, <laughs> yeah, so, so guys, we did something totally out of the box. Well, wasn't that an understatement? Um, yeah. I mean, I do go down in history as as at Revive 2023, putting God yes, in the box, did. didn't I? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but yeah. I let him out. He, um, he almost popped, but he came out. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's true. Somebody rescued me. Yes. Um, but we, I, I did something toward the end of uh, of Revive, 
And that was, we set up some chairs and we did an altar call. Could you guys um, give me your thoughts on, on what happened? Let me, let me give you something that, um, you know, in the messy, me growing up in, uh, growing up spiritually, uh, I'm not talking about growing up as a, a young person in church because uh, we were Baptist, but uh, in, in a Nazarene, Assembly of God, charismatic church, we had an altar and, um, you know, it wasn't the hot seat and it wasn't gathering around, you know, laying hands. It was just, you came to an altar. And so that's something that I've missed in this walk for many years. And so I, I had been thinking about this Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday we did it. And, um, so we put this, this, uh, I, I said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to set these chairs down. We're going to put the, this line of chairs and we put about 10 or 12 chairs out in the center of the room. And I turned around to walk off. I, I looked at Daniel and Ryan and said, okay, it's yours. Take it. And I turned around to walk off. So I could just be in the side, you know, watching what was going on. And I got almost to the edge and I heard this word, one word lead. And it was like, I knew you were going to do that to me. I just knew it. <laughs> and so I turned around, there's nobody there. I turned around, I walked back into the center, right at the middle chair and knelt down. And, uh, as, as I knelt down, I thought, wow, am I going to look stupid up here with nobody around me? And within three or four seconds, I heard sobbing on both sides of me. And that was when things broke. Could you guys just try to give your thoughts on what happened during that time? So I, I want to start with something and then I'll kind of lead into some thoughts, if I may. I'm going to put on, put down a soapbox for a second. I'm going to get on it. One thing that, that Mike did, and I want to give Mike credit for doing this, is he set up this line of chairs as an altar. And one of the things, the first things that he said was, we want you to come here and those who are broken, those who need release, those who need Messiah in their lives, those who need an answer to prayer come. He didn't ask why or put down, um, you know, rules surrounding it other than what you're dealing with, you're dealing with, and, and you come to that altar, right? And then there was those trusted members of our team who would come and ask you at points, how may I agree with you in prayer, right? Mm -hmm. This is set up just like the temple is set up or was set up, where there's, there's multiple gates, gateways to the altar. But the same gateways that are used for the sin offering are the same gateways that are used for free will offerings. And the reason that is is let me back up. So often I've, I go to meetings and I see like if you're dealing, if, if you're an alcoholic, raise your hand kind of thing. You know what I mean? You need to be careful in those situations. If you're in the audience and that is asked, you need to be careful about where and to whom you are making your trials public discourse to. Yes. Hmm. That is not up for public discourse. That is up for that. you. Yep, that is between you and God and the, the people, the mentors, the trusted people that he will put into your life in order to, to help you through that. So I'll hop down off my soapbox on that. 
that was the setup. And the reason I start with that is that was the way it started. And it created a, a place, a safe space, if you will, as much as I don't like that term, or that term has been misused. Um, but a safe space for those young adults to come and freely unburden themselves before the Father with an expectation that he was going to meet you there, that he had he was running to meet mm -hmm. you there. And then with Mike opening it the way he did in the leadership, that's another thing. I was taught this early on by a mentor of mine, lead from the front. Yeah. You know, whatever is nasty or dirty or the things that nobody else wants to do, you do it first. You do it first and let them see your example. By Mike doing that, it completely, you, you felt the spirit in the room almost like unlock. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was amazing to watch these, these young adults come and drop all of the, oh, what is, what are people thinking of me? You know, you know, what are they going to say if I go do this? It was like, none of that mattered. It was mm -hmm. just like run, get to the altar. We had to we had to put more chairs out because the whole room one <laughs> ended up pretty much coming. Seriously, oh, yeah. yeah. Within seconds, I mean, it was it was less than um, it was less than twenty seconds after Dad went in that the the road the chairs were just filled. And um, another thing, and just to give some you know just a very quick summary, this year was not like other years where there's been like lots of back and forth between all of us. Um, it was, for the most part, it was just dad really being pointed topic, topical teaching, I would say. Very yeah. And it, it was, it was very, it was very naked. It, I can't think of a better word, uh, than raw, just, it was naked, so raw. Yeah. It was, it was so raw and, and honest and which is what people need because there's so much fake stuff out there yeah. and so all of that was just kind of the lead up to this and then you also said guys pray for guys girls pray for girls and so we just had mm, yeah. you know um we we had the setup for purity I, it was it was just amazing like it was ah, um i've seen dad preach a lot like a lot a lot over my years and i would say that leading up to that altar call was probably some of the most articulate, clear, passionate, and just perfect that I've ever seen. And it was so clear that the spirit would just had you in his hands and you, you were his breath. You were the vessel in that moment because just because of all that stuff, like you can just tell. And, and so we had all this as a lead up and then I, I just want to draw a distinction too, where I've been to events where they give altar calls, but before the altar call, they hype up the altar call. And I don't necessarily want to say that that's a bad thing because some people in those huge settings, when you just have a very small amount of people, a uh, very small amount of time with these people, I can see how there's a place for that to like really just pull people out and, and help them like understand like, this is your moment. You know, I, I see there's a place for that. But in the end, some people are going to go down for the hype because they've been hyped up. That's that's just the truth. There was none of that on Sunday. It was it was a clean line leading up to it. 
it was that leadership that went you went to at first and then it was just people's like like you said ryan it was just unlocked and it just flooded and it was it's like everything that i had possibly hoped for and more happened immediately like i had hoped to see those chairs full because you know we knew that this was going to happen that we were going to do this i had hoped to see those chairs full i had not expected to need more chairs it was just and that was the thing like we came in on friday we gave everything we had we came in on saturday on shabbat we gave everything we had and it was so much more amazing than friday and then sunday just came in with everything we had and god just gripped these people and they just broke and it was amazing to see the goodness of god just flow through these people it didn't matter what was happening in their minds it didn't matter i mean i don't want to say it didn't matter there was the person who was coming to messiah there was a person that was being set free there was you know the person who was you know being filled with the spirit for the first time all these people were just being affected by the goodness of god and the person who was overcoming depression was not less than the person coming to messiah like all these people were in the same room we were on the same playing field as they were all being affected by the spirit of god and i just i couldn't get through the first song because i was so overwhelmed with what was happening what, what i was witnessing like ryan I, I appreciate that you started singing louder because i just could not handle what was happening i've been there myself <laughs> so when i saw it happen i was like i know exactly <laughs> yeah. and what was so uh, what was so cool to me is i felt myself on the almost do similar but then it was like the father was like nope pick this up like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it just I do. Yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense. But it was like, it does. No, like God gives the leaders the strength to stand when he is moving in other people so that it, it's like Moses being held up. But he, Moses had a team of Aaron and Hur, uh, Hur. And so that's exactly what it is, is that you're holding each other up because each of you two individually are too weak to handle what's going on. That's the only reason that we could stand and keep singing is that God was using his spirit and each other to prop each other up at the appropriate moments. Right. I told real fast, um, Daniel, you asked me, and I don't, Mike, I don't think you were there, but on the last night, Daniel, you asked me, you were like, um, you said, it, it's amazing that, um, that I follow you is the question, you know, or you, mm -hmm. you kind of mentioned that to me. And uh, I told Daniel a story uh, from history that I feel like he is, and I'll explain it here. Um, during his rise to power, uh, if you will, power, fame, whatever, General Custer of, of fame, you know, we think of him in the last stand, you know. But uh, before that, in his fighting of the Civil War, as he was kind of coming up through the ranks, there's a famous story of him and several commanding officers, and they'd come to the banks of a river. And all, the, all of them were standing around, and they were looking and trying to figure out how deep the river was so they could get the army across. And so Sherman just rode his horse out in the middle and turned around and said, it's this deep. <laughs> right? <laughs> Not out of arrogance, but out of, if we're going to do this, if we're going to press forward, this is what has to be done. Somebody's got to get in the water. And I feel that Daniel uh, gets that a lot from you, Mike, that leadership of <laughs> we've got to worship. We've got to come to an altar. We have got to start this ball rolling. We have got to invite the spirit into the room. Yes, this is how deep the water is. 
get in here. So. <laughs> I love All right, it. Dave. I've, I've been watching you. You're you're uh, you're you're pawing. Oh man, I'm itching so bad. Oh man, where to even start? I have to I have to kind of back up a little bit, like what Ryan was saying, to back up what he's. Um, I find myself a lot of times when these things is is that if I'm not up there speaking, if I'm not being called out to do a specific task, then it's to be in support. I just know that that's how the spirit works, just like what Ryan just got finished up talking. And it was amazing just to be kind of mic for a minute, just to stand back and just watch people and how they were interacting. And this was uh, into all those who are, who were there and are listening in it, listening in right now. Y'all were absolutely amazing because I could not believe how many people were just praying for each other. I couldn't believe how many people were just, were just hugging each other or just giving each other a word. Um, even when people were like, Hey, there's another instrument I can help out with, with singing stuff. Mm -hmm. They were still so respectful and understood the assignment mm -hmm. of, okay, when that's happening, then I need to know that there's a hierarchy and there's an order because you got to fall in line when there's a leadership going, you got to kind of fall in line to a, to a point. And I want to bring these out because we're going to talk about what also happened as well. The people that just decided to come out and speak, which was really oh, yeah. cool this year, really cool this year. Yeah. And so we, and again, we also, we haven't mentioned it, I think yet in this program of this episode, but the prayers that were going on absolutely were felt. I know that there was people that had already committed to doing that. And that's the reason why we're even doing this episode because we're giving you an after action report that what you guys were praying for was happening because mm. being there yeah. before Revive even started to just get a sense of what was going on, people, the, the young people, like Mike said, our target was young people, our target audience. That was the focus. That was our target. There was a lot of teachers. There's a lot of other things for anyone younger or older than that. So we were like, our focus is this. That's our focus coming into this. So it was mainly to get a pulse, get a temperature read, whatever you want to call it. That's what our focus was. And they were already expecting with a, with a vulnerability day one. And to me, you almost have to take day one or day two to even break that down to get them to even be at a place of vulnerability and what i saw day one it was already there so <clears throat> excuse me oh if my voice could just hold on a little longer um so then day one that's happening and then by day two stuff starts going on like i'm i'm trying to lead up to the final because it was like there's all the stuff that had to happen and you had to be in the room to see all the little things that were happening but day two there was a young man that decided to just go ahead and stand up and say something. And I, was he also one that was like, a, a, I think that young man also had a, he was, he was almost afraid to even get up and talk. Yeah. Like, he I wasn't even supposed to be there, by the way. <clears throat> he wasn't. Yeah. He, he wasn't, wasn't going to, and then he wasn't going to stay. And then it's like, well, I don't speak well. And that's why we, we nicknamed him Moses too. <laughs> we nicknamed Moses for a little bit just to poke yeah. fun at it because oh ooh, this is now nah, I need to get through this I need to get through the other one before I get on my soapbox I'll put the soapbox off to the side but 
I was appreciative of, again, your leadership, Mike, and those that were there because we have all been in situations where there's a spirit that's moving and some people like to feel like it's time for them to advertise for their thing. And you got to be careful. You, you don't be taking those intimate moments to advertise your, um, <clears throat> your pet topic or whatever it is. Because when you do that, you start running dangerously close into your own selfish wants. That really didn't happen here at all, which was wonderful. <clears throat> Again, you have to be careful. And the wonderful thing about the spirit is it's the bearer of all truth. So if you're in tune with it, you then know, sometimes even before it's even spoken, you already know there is a word from this gentleman, from this lady, there is a word, come forward. Mm -hmm. And too many yep. times, too many times, no, that's so much like, I'm not going to go there yet. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> no, 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 let's put that away. But uh, it was really wonderful that second time because he had a wonderful word. Yeah. And it was giving, I think, a lot of confidence, even other people to say, you know what, you can speak out. Again, this place is safe. Be able to say, well, this is what God's telling me. That's what was I think there was the hope of fostering. And I know that you guys were praying that out there. You guys were praying for them to be able to work in their gifts. And it was very clear and obvious that there's some people in there that have a gift of the tongue. They just don't know it yet. Yeah. And they were exercising it maybe even for the first time. So to speed through it, all the wonderful details that happened throughout that entire thing, we get to this final culmination, what Ryan and Dan, what you guys said very eloquently about what led up to it, what happened. And then I had to, I, I'm just supplementing baselines just to help increase some bottom into the, to some body to the overall music experience. I had to almost look away because I would keep seeing Barry and Laura Phillips as they were praying for people with just tears streaming down their face. And I'm like, oh man, God, do you want me to get in there and pray? Because I'm so ready to pray for people right now. I'm so ready. Like, let me let me go for this. I, I love being a part of that experience. And it just moved me because I knew that there was people that were really being vulnerable. This is not me wanting to actively be in a prayer and praying for people like that. It's not that. It's just that I just love knowing that people are really being vulnerable and they're really mm -hmm. going after the Father. Mm -hmm. And that is... That kind of thing is hard to find because usually you got to break it through and break through and break through. But then when it's genuine and it's really happening, you just, it's amazing just to go dive into the water. It's amazing just to, let me just get in there. And it's like, so I, I asked for permission because every time before I even pray, there's permission asked, Father, do I need to do something? Is there a task for me to do? And he was like, it's already being taken care of. Your time will come. <laughs> I love when God does that. It's like just, Stay still. You know, I, I gotta, got this. To give give thanks, uh, you know, credit where credit's due, and a, a word of thanks mm -hmm. to uh, Barry and Laura Phillips. Uh, they were two people chosen for that moment, in mm -hmm. my mind, no doubt about oh it. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah. And yeah, we saw we had um, uh, numerous numerous what I would call prophetic words come forth, uh, especially mm -hmm. out, out from one young man who hardly ever, he doesn't say anything we don't we're not going to use names on the yeah. program but uh a, a young man that uh is usually very quiet i have a lot of respect for him 
but he stood there and prophesied over this whole this whole group of people. Um, mm-hmm. I saw a, a young man who I, I just met this weekend that, that weekend um, that I'm I'm so excited about what he's what's going to happen in his life. I saw him at, sit kneeling at a chair. Literally, his body was trembling. He was shaking for probably over 20 minutes. Um, another young man that I, I've I've known for a little while. And uh, again, I, I just, I'm so, I just want to see what God does in these people's lives. I saw him just, it was like the burdens that he walked in with were, were, were just melting away from him. Um, what do you do? I mean, yeah finish what i was saying that's yeah, the point sorry. that i'm leading up to is no like to to finish the point because you really kind of brought it this is that's where i wanted to lead up is is the final time someone decided to speak i remember looking back because every time i always asking god is this of you is this not of you every time and i what i wanted to say was anybody in leadership who was working and or part of the uh, the group that was in there i loved watching their reactions whenever someone would decide to speak up and they were all praying for that person every time. It was just so amazing. So it was just like, again, like it's, it was so in tune. It was so amazing. And then I look over at the individual speaking because he's right next to me and his legs are shaking. And I was like, <laughs> oh boy, this isn't no, no like, oh, I want to speak this for my own pride and for my own self. No, this guy's like, if you don't speak, like you're not going to be able to contain yourself. <laughs> I end up talking to this individual later on and this is the point that mm-hmm. i wanted to wrap up to i ended up talking to this individual afterwards and ended up staying till wee hours of night talking to him and his group of people that were around and you know what he told me is that there's been times where he's spoken before and was shut down mm. and he felt like it was even in that kind of moment and it made me start thinking that we've got to realize something and i'm talking to myself here as well just as much as we're leery of having people time up and talk when this kind of thing starts moving you got to realize that who knows if you're actually stopping someone who's actually speaking from the word that the word of god is in his mouth speaking Mm -hmm. and i think too many times people don't want to hear that i'm already shaking about that actually there's been too many times people will and especially those of leadership that will look at somebody and judge them based upon their age or lack of title and say, you can't speak. Yeah. That's dangerous. Yeah. And that's something that can be considered now. If you've ever thought that way, you need to think that mm-hmm. through again, realizing there is this rising generation coming forth that they might not know it yet, but they do have a gift speaking mm-hmm. and you, you should not be the one that limits them. You should be the one that's fostering mm-hmm. it. Because there are things that you know that the spirit's moving, like Mike, you already attested to that. Mm-hmm. And you already, I think we even talked about it afterwards with all those people that did it. You knew that they had something to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was planted by God. It was very, very obvious and clear. And it was something that I think even that individual, like that second individual that had spoken up, even said, it's like, I was so worried that Mike was going to shut me down. <laughs> I was so worried that Mike was going to tell me to shut up. And it was like, no, oh. I remember telling him, like, nah, I looked at Mike's face. He was like, he was like, nope, <laughs> keep this going. And so then he was like, no way, really? And it was like, 
So I wanted to say like that was something that was huge is seeing people break forth from maybe even a boundary that they had put up. That was what was so cool. Yeah. They had put up a boundary that, oh, I can't speak when uh, when so-and-so or uh, elder or something like this is speaking like a part of a congregation and seeing them realize that no, when the spirit's moving, the spirit will say, here's a gate to open that boundary. And they were willing to go through that. Because then afterwards you saw the older group, the old, like the, I say the older part, because we have like the younger, then we got the older. They were more vulnerable then. And it just, it just started all over again. <laughs> People didn't want to mm -hmm. leave. But I think without going just crazy on talking about this, that's what it just kept going. So then when Mike went, all right, well, we're done. And then concluded with, this was cool, Mike. Again, I, I really appreciate you do this because a lot of times people think you have to go to these events in order to experience that. Not true. You can, as long as you're authentic and you're coming to God with this, with genuineness and truthfulness about your situation, you can enter into this time of worship. Like that's really what it was, is this, nakedness like you said dale the nakedness the the raw just letting go of things and being so vulnerable with the father that's what's leading you into that worship that's what's leading you into the father just nurturing through those things and you ended it like that saying hey this is not over guys this is not the only time you do this go back home and you're going to be able to reach this get together with people two or more gather mm -hmm. and then well this is it this is a, all we have available for and the doors didn't open. No one ran for the door. Yeah, no one yeah. moved. No one said a thing. <laughs> Everyone oh, stood gosh. still. Yeah. It was so because I love that one. Daniel was like, Well then, we'll just keep going. <laughs> no one ran for the doors. Yeah. Everyone just stood there. It was like, wow. <laughs> it was like it was almost friends. like a moment of of reverence for what had just taken place. Yeah. Mm -hmm like a an and the, the most beautiful part is when you don't have to tell people to do these things and and that's what you're talking about dave is like when you're in tune with the spirit and when you know you know what to shut down because there was that moment that first day there was yeah. that person that tried to to get into something and dad was like nope. no <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, we're not going there. And it was done. <laughs> you know who to shut down when wow. you are in tune with him. And when you know what he is doing in the room, you know what is not of him and you know what is of him. And and another thing that cultivates what you're talking about, Dave, is is honestly you. You were, you were a, a huge part of this where um, you didn't say a word until the last session. You were not brought in on the first session right. or the second session because dad was just like, I don't it's not, it's not right yet. It's not, it was nothing against you. It was nothing like, it was just, and you were content to sit back and let God do his thing. Mm -hmm. And if you were going to say something, okay. And if you weren't, you weren't going to. And it's just, when you have that in the leadership in our team, and then there's other members of our team who they, they sat out, they sat out that last session because God had something for them. And when you when people see members of the team taking a step back when it's time to take a step back, that gives them the freedom to move forward when it when that needs to be. And so all these things work together to culminate that atmosphere and that just that that thing that's needed for God to move. Mm -hmm. And sk skipping ahead now to afterward, we were having dinner, and this. This was probably 
it was it was the moment for me because this is the question of it was everything that you would you expected was going on spiritually made manifest physically where there was a young man who came over while we were eating and he gave dad a gift um that was you know kind of a a mutual understanding of 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 a, of a topic it was related to that and then he proceeded to say i don't have much but he proceeded to unload the entirety of the contents of his wallet as a gift as a donation and it's i mean it's a lot i the purity that said i am so affected by what just happened that i have to make manifest what just happened in me and barry and i are just we're we're weeping because of what we're witnessing and just the the immediate fruit of what has happened in him spiritually coming out physically and financially because nobody said a word about a donation you we you mentioned what we do in the ministries and the various things no one said a word about a donation but he came up because of what god had put on his heart and he obeyed to the fullest of what he could in the moment and it was absolutely breathtaking yeah yeah, yeah. not to uh, I had a similar experience with one that was there the whole time. And then on my way, as I was leaving, loading up the car, doing all the luggage, gives me just the biggest hug and then asked to pray for me and proceeds to just come from a place. And I had talked to this guy before. And then at the end, just goes into something. I was like, this is coming from a different place. Because I had just talked to this person before, just three days ago. And I don't think this person could have articulated the words that he then started speaking over me. And then mm -hmm. I prayed for him back because again, he only showed just briefly. Again, once you someone explains their a little bit of their life, you kind of some a picture is painted of what's happened in their life. And you get to see that that picture is now about to change. And you see that the change is already happening for them to just be the best person they can possibly be. And that was my vision of what this person had had gone through. And it was just because we decided to put our egos aside, just lay it all before the Father and say, Father, whatever you have, whatever you will, what we will do. And that you said, like, I stayed back because I knew that it was not my time, not my place to speak. I should be supporting, praying, period. I have nothing to prove, nothing to gain, nothing to prove, just except for hopefully at least one to do it. And I know there was way more than one, but way more than one, which is even more joyful, more amazing. So to hear that this individual came up to you guys afterwards and just in this moment of knowing that he had to obey whatever the father just told him to do. Oh man, Katie, I cannot even imagine what is going to happen to that individual now going back home, going back to the thing. So I guess that leads to the next point is, those that were part of the prayer team, whenever, if you can ever stay reminded about it, pray for those individuals. You do not know their mm -hmm. names, but keep praying for them that their 
like that that faith that they have received that just keeps getting stronger that yeah. continue to move forward and I, maybe you guys have another point to pray on what maybe you saw but for them oh let me actually this is i think this is my this is book this is the thing pray for pray for them to see how god sees them yeah. i think if that was anything that was it Ryan, we're running out of time. From the beginning of the show, uh, when we were, you know, kind of recapping Revive, I was, I was kind of thinking to myself, you know, what, what would be a, a takeaway, I guess, from somebody, you know, hearing these things and um, that they may say, well, I, you know, I, I missed it. I didn't get the chance to attend or, or whatever. Um, and kind of to that vein, it, it's amazing to me that Anytime I talk with our group of young adults that attends, they come from all over. Um, some of them, uh, again, not to name any names, some of them were sleeping in their van in order to be there. Um, there is a hunger, and I, I think sometimes it's it's been overlooked, uh, especially in the older generation. I, I talk to so many, and they say, well, I can't attend this congregation because it's over an hour away from me. That's too far. And I, I would just have to ask them, it's like, what, at what lengths are you willing to go to not forsake the assembling of yourselves together to actually have those moments? Yeah. And you could tell that the youth that were there were hungry, and they had come from yeah. all over the United States, and some of them without even intent to necessarily be there. They had not planned to be there, but they rearranged their schedules to stay so that they could experience that. If the opportunity arises and the Lord is leading you to attend one of these events, and, and hopefully we're able to schedule some more, I know we had spoken before the show about scheduling some things, make the effort to come. Because if you do, just like Daniel mentioned a few episodes ago, it's like buying a ticket to a movie. You don't go because maybe the movie will play, you go because it's going to play. You, you come, the Father shows up. Um, I think that's all I have on that, but <laughs> so let me try to close this out a little bit. Um, the, to the to the whole team that was there, thank you to you guys, uh, to various other ones that uh, that came in. I said Laura and uh, and Barry, uh, to my wife who was at home praying over that time to a very special lady um, who lives in Oklahoma. Her name's Dorothy. Daniel knows her well. Um, she uh, had told me that she would be praying the whole time and um, said she will continue to pray that uh, there will be a great, that the enemy will not get them down, the, the young people down after such a great spiritual high. Mm. Uh, and when like I said, Daniel knows this person when they say they're going to pray. It's not just, you know, now I lay me down to sleep. Please bless these guys. Uh, she will pray. So for those that were a part of thank you for someone who paid for someone to be able to come. Thank you for those who uh, we don't go for. Uh, we're not paid to go there. Uh, I did have a couple of people that uh, that covered some expenses. Thank you. Um you know, it takes money to do these things. And so uh, we are planning to have some events. Uh, we were just talking about that a little while ago, uh, before we got on the program. 
some events that will be geared more toward young adults. Uh, we might let the adults show up, though. Uh, you never know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, geared more toward them. We are we are in the process of planning that. But, guys, every one of you that's listening to me on this right now, the word says where two or more are gathered in my yes. name, there I am in their midst. I know of two young people in different states that have committed to, you know, I asked them, I, I said, July has, has 31 days. Why don't you take this month and read the book of Proverbs together, you know, read the book of Proverbs, 31 chapters. And uh, I know of a couple of people that are calling each other at night and uh, reading the book of Proverbs together. Uh, I know of a, of a new musical band that's coming out because of Revive. You guys don't even know about that yet. Uh, there's a lot of fruit that's <laughs> coming forth. But for those that are listening, don't wait for an event. Make an event. Yes. Make an event. Call someone. Go over to their house if you can. Call someone. Say, let's get together and let's worship together. Let's pray together. All it says is two or three are gathered in my name. There I am. So don't wait for the next event. You be the event and watch how the Father changes and defines your life. One word closing? No? Good? All right. Good. Good. I'm not going to say David anything on. to David because the other day I said, hey, you got three minutes. You can take maybe five. Fifteen. Uh, but man, he tied it in in such a good way. I guarantee you, I'm standing back there going, what is he doing? And then it dawned on me what he was doing. And Dave's such a great job. Uh, All of perfect. you guys. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing time. So again, look forward to uh, our next event. But until then, um, well, you know, on a daily basis, we can seek the Father and find out that he might have plans for us, for good and not for evil to give us a future and a hope so we can live our life on purpose until next week, guys. We'll see you next see week. You next time.